Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, July 17th, we look at Lesson 3, The Roots of Restlessness. Join us today as we tackle the notion of what should actually motivate us in Christ. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Okay, so last week we talked a little bit about uh, restless and rebellious, but this week we're talking about the roots of restlessness. And our memory text comes from James chapter 3, verse 16. Uh, this is the ESV. It says, For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. Mm. Um, and so hopefully, as you're listening today, you're, you're probably active. Hopefully you're being active. Uh, but also, l- listen to this. Jealousy and selfish ambition, where they exist, so is disorder and every vile practice. Mm. And by the way, this is both in the church and outside of the church, but James specifically here was talking about in, in the, the church. church. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think this lesson this week should give us some encouragement because I think sometimes people expect the church to be perfect or that these things don't exist within the church. Well, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I couldn't even keep a straight face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and so we, we've got to remember um, that the focus is on Christ uh, and not looking at one another. Yeah. And Christ is the standard um, that... But uh, yeah, let's uh, when we start looking to each other, um, that's when this jealousy and selfish ambition start happening. Uh, I love how the uh, uh, how Solomon puts it. Mm. He says uh, Ecclesiastes four four, everything uh, it's all vanity, right? Uh, right? But he says he says we do it all because we're jealous of e- each other. We, everything we do is because we're jealous of each other, and it's, it's vanity. Yeah, uh, and that's why only what we do in Christ is going to last. Uh, even in our love for one another, mm-hmm. it can't be with a worldly love or selfish love. It needs to be with a Christ-like love. Yeah. Uh, and so, talk about how Jesus brings division. Yeah. You know, Matthew chapter 10 is this very surprising passage. I think a lot of people that are not familiar with Scripture, haven't read the Gospels, um, find this very surprising. Uh, Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the mm. earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. Oh! <gasps> I know, right? Yeah, this, this sort of... Uh, and and it just seems to be, as the lesson says, shockingly counterintuitive. Um, yes. Because we tend to think of warm, fuzzy feelings, you know, going to church and potluck and different kinds of things that are warm fuzzies, and let's make everybody happy. Ooh, that's dangerous. And Jesus says, I'm not about making just people no. feel comfortable or happy. No. And And at this point... Um, he actually says, I bring, uh, I bring a sword, I bring division, I bring struggles. And uh, verse um, 37, picking up just a little bit, um, anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. And then the this kind of utter... Um, uh, seemingly contradiction. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. And so, um, Jesus is countercultural. Yes, he is. It's one of the things we've talked about a number of different times. Uh, we're talking about our world today. 
uh, looking at, for example, race and gender are two very burning topics in our society today, what's going on. Um, and and um, in some, our church today. <laughs> yeah, in our church too. And, and people, yeah. I think, sometimes are like, well, let's just not talk about it. It's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I'm really uncomfortable having this kind of conversation. Um, and, and Jesus says, I'm all about having uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Uh, we need to talk about, you know, and so church, um, you know, it's not about being uncomfortable for the sake of being uncomfortable either. Yeah. You know, some, yeah. there are some people that are out there and they just are never happy <laughs> and they just want to make everybody else miserable. Yeah, we're not called to be the contrarian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that's another extreme, yeah. but, but, but we're talking about the stream of uh, the, 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 the focus of, of just being, you know, happy, go lucky. Uh, warm fuzzies and everything else and Jesus says um, hey uh, that's not what I'm about I'm, I'm countercultural. I'm counter uh, you know the, even his disciples all the way up to the cross were expecting him to become this great ruler physical yeah. ruler yeah. And, and beat the Romans you know yeah. subdue them and finally it's only after the cross they realize wait a minute we got it all wrong yeah. uh, what, what Christ is about he's not about power he's not about control he's not about all of these things allegiances and loyalties that we tend to look to as human beings. Um, and so, yeah, Jesus brings um, or should bring a wake-up call. By the way, I want to make this a little practical for just a moment. If the way you read the Bible mm -hmm. and your Christian experience is always about how to make you feel good about yourself and comfortable, then you might just not be reading the Bible correctly, at least not Oof. the same as the same Jesus we're talking about here today. You know, Paul David Tripp, I just recently read one of his books, and he talks yeah. about the yeah. romanticizing of the scripture. Ooh, mercy. And how sometimes when we read it, we're, we're saying, oh, we have this. And a lot of people stop reading the Bible because yeah. when their view of God changes yeah. and shifts, yeah. because we recognize who he is is not who we thought he was because we created him in our own image yeah. rather than realize we're created in his image. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It scares some of us. Yeah. Of realizing the power and the authority he, ha mm -hmm. he has and yeah. the high scruples that he has and it, sometimes we need to give that up yeah it's just no getting around it no no around no no going around it um monday's lessons about selfishness buster help us out here you, you know, uh as you know this is this is a hard one it's a tough one <laughs> uh because <clears throat> if you look at the american dream it's to live mm -hmm. a life that's great, to drive the best car, to Prosperity. live in the best house, to mm -hmm. have people look up at you, to to usurp power and authority. I mean, ultimately, this is what people are clamoring for, are climbing for. Right. But we see here something different. Uh, mm -hmm. Luke chapter 12 is a, a 13 through 21 is a parable mm -hmm. about a fool, right? Uh, yeah. I, think it, I think it's rightfully titled the parable of the rich fool Mercy. who becomes exceedingly yeah. rich. And mm -hmm. he says, you know, what do I do with all my crops? I have so much. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to build barns to hold even more mm. and at the end uh here it says god said to him fool this night your soul will be required of you yeah. then whose whose will these things be which you have provided mm -hmm. so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward god wow uh, he, you know the, the reason why god blesses us yeah is to be a blessing towards others i love it uh, honestly mm -hmm. uh you know, my wife and I, we we're going over our uh, retirement plan and yeah, everything else. Right. We're looking at it saying, yeah. well, we want this amount in retirement. Mm -hmm. But also recognizing that in the midst of building towards the air, and there's nothing wrong with building up towards retirement, yeah. but to not lose focus in the moment of people that God has called us to help along the way. Wow. 
you know, it's interesting. I was riding with my daughter in the car yesterday, and we were having a kind of one of those conversations. And every once in a while, your kids surprise you. Oh you know? yeah. And um, and and the just the conversation was something along the lines of, you know, it's it's not a bad thing to earn money. We're thinking about future careers yeah, and yeah, yeah. ideas like that. And well, she's brilliant, so she can do whatever she wants. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll be, you know, where God leads her. But um, she said, you know, you can make all the money that you want in the world, but if you don't know how to actually use it in a way that makes a difference then what good does it do you mm-hmm. you know it's not and i remember thinking in response and we chatted about this some more that you know we tend to play the game that whoever has the most money when they die wins kind of thing you know <laughs> but at the end of the day you're still dead you know yeah. you're in the grave and uh it doesn't matter whether you're a billionaire and fabulously wealthy or you're the poorest of people at the end of the day, what really matters is how you lived your life, your character. Yeah. And and by the way, you know, we were chatting before this about uh, why Adventist education matters. You know, yeah. here we are at Southwestern. Yes, we are. And I love our students. I love the privilege to be in the classroom. Yes, and, sir. And but but what makes Adventist education unique and distinctive than than any other school is the fact that we focus. Well, of course, we focus on Christ. Yeah, of course. But we focus on character development. Yeah. And yeah. I love that. That's what makes Adventist education unique and special. I just had to shout that out here again because I've been thinking about it. And that's what I love. You, um, you know, towards the end of Monday's lesson, it talks yeah. about that. Mm. Philippians chapter 2, 5 True. through 8. Yeah. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The great hymn. Yeah. Forget about uh, being selfish and, uh-huh. and clamoring after all these different things. Clamor after character. Yeah. Made in... Uh, it, it, the, the idea of, of Christ becoming a servant. Yes, servant. Even though he was Lord a, Lord of all, he became a servant to all. You know, Buster, I think this is really what the church needs more of today is servant, true servant leadership. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, how, how can I put Buster's interests ahead of my own, you know? Mm. You know, and so I look at my colleagues and stuff like that. How can we put the interest of the university ahead of my own personal needs? Yeah, you know? yeah. And, 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 by way of extension, my students. Yeah, I'm here to serve, but but all of the church, all of our lives, if we have this this servant leadership perspective, how radical the church, how different things would be. You know, Michael, that uh, leads us a little bit to talk about this ambition. Ooh, okay, bring yeah. it home here, Buster. Yeah, no, no, right, no, right, right, yeah, this this is this right. is Tuesday's lesson. Yeah, I want to hear from you. All right, not off the hook here. <laughs> no. Luke, Luke twenty two. Uh, verses 14 to 30, and I'm not going to read this. this is a quite a lengthy passage, but um, but the idea is is here they are celebrating the Lord's Supper. Sometimes we call it the Eucharist. You know this this beautiful beautiful um, example of Christ with his disciples, where he washes their feet. Again, coming to this idea of humility. You know, yes, Jesus sir. being the ultimate servant, servant leader. Um, and in the midst of watching Christ um, do this, as he does all of that. Um, what are they worried about? Mm. What are they worried about? The supreme sacrifice of Christ is the ultimate servant leader. They're worried about who is going to be at the right hand. Um, who's going to be pick the me, greatest? Pick me, pick me, pick me. Pick <laughs> me, yeah, yeah. And um, that's um, that's exactly here what's going on is um, this idea. And, and this idea of ambition, I think... Um, most the problem where this ambition is is when it's focused on ourselves when Ugh. we can advance ourselves yeah. and our own self-interest rather than the kingdom of god yeah 
uh, that is that is where the problem lies. And and um, Jesus responds in Matthew eighteen verse three. I say to you, unless you're converted, it's a mm. kind of recurring theme in this lesson this this quarter. Unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the, the kingdom, kingdom of heaven. heaven. So Jesus says, "Hey, um, I'm I'm countercultural." It's kind of a also for this week where you know Jesus is countercultural, and our ambitions sometimes get in the way of our walk with Jesus. You know, I, I love the author. They put this here in uh-huh, the italicies. Uh-huh. It says. Uh, trust me and rely on me as a child does. True greatness is giving yeah. up your rights and embracing kingdom values. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, this raises the question, you know, is ambition inherently wrong? No. 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 But what is the purpose to which it is moving towards? Is it to, so I can have more power, yeah. more money, all of these things. That's worldly ambition. Yes. And then there's the ambition of the kingdom of God, which is to serve others. You know, I, I found this, Michael. Mm. Worldly ambition leads to happiness, which is fleeting. Yeah. Kingdom ambition leads to joy, which wow. is everlasting. Wow. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And and Jesus is far more concerned with your joy than he is your happiness. Yeah. And now, does he want you to be happy? Of course. But he wasn't always happy. Yeah. You know, because that's what this life brings. Uh, that's what the enemy brings as yeah. well, uh, right? But no one can steal your joy. Yeah. No one, nothing can steal your joy. Sounds like some uncomfortable Christianity. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you know, hey, talk, talk to us about hypocrisy. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say, this uh, leads us a little bit about <laughs> it there. Yeah, we're just about there. And you think about the Pharisees and how they viewed yeah. happiness, right? You think yeah. about how they viewed leadership and, mm-hmm. and power and mm-hmm. was these usurping others it was it was wow. dominating over others it was wow. this is this power is this yeah. authoritative type of way of leading mm-hmm. there was no service in their leadership uh it was very heavy-handed it was and as a result jesus saw this and with uh, i i love it as i was reading about this in desire of ages yeah uh oftentimes i remember reading this and like man jesus is is being really harsh here but mm-hmm. the sister white puts it this way that there's tears in jesus's eyes uh mm-hmm. there's in his mm-hmm. voice as he's saying these rebukes wow so oftentimes we we hear woe to you scribes and pharisees but it's yeah. more of woe to you scribes and pharisees yeah, like I mean, this is pathos yes you know? he's um, weeping yeah by the way, I had to just share a little story. I had a church member said, you know, you need to be more like Jesus and rebuke everybody. <laughs> I did. And, 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 you know, I'm really worried about some of the young people wearing jewelry. That was, that was his big thing. He wanted to have metal detectors at the entrance oh of the church and was willing to pay for the metal detectors. And I, I just remember thinking, you know, and, and he started quoting Ellen White and Jesus, you know, you need the straight testimony. I remember that's why he remember it was, you know, straight testimony. Tell it to them like straight like Jesus. And I remember looking at him in the eyes one time and I said, when you can tell these young people that you love them and care for them with the same love and care that Jesus had, that you cared for their souls, you know their names and have tears in your eyes when you rebuke them, only then Will you be ready to do that? And I said, I'm not there. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it with tears in my eyes. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't do it. I, not that I didn't want to, but, uh, and he looked at me 
and he had nothing more to say, and he never brought up the uh, metal detectors again. That was the end of it. You know, M- Michael, I, and I... By the way, I'm not saying you should wear jewelry either. No, it's no, not no. what that's about, but but it's how we do these things that makes all the difference. In love, In right? In love, yeah. But, no, no, this, this, uh, I, I have to share this, which is... I ask this proposed question because it's yeah. the same thing for, for my own life, mm-hmm. which is if Jesus wants the jewelry off yeah. and it takes him 50 years to get it off, yeah. but they're in the kingdom of heaven, isn't it much better than for me to demand it and them not being in the kingdom from the beginning? And, and, and don't take this the wrong way, listeners, uh, but, yeah, please. but you know, at, at the end of the day, Jesus is going to give us all a crown. And I have to say... You can't tell me that's not jewelry. So <laughs> the most important jewelry is the crown of life. Yeah. Um, and so we get hung up on the smaller, inconsequential kinds of things and not asking what the purpose of those kinds of things are. Uh, again, that's not what this podcast is about. No. We're not about, no, 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 you know, no. but, but the, our emphasis is on Christ and how we go about doing these things. And, and when we make religion about ourselves, that's what hypocrisy is. Um, that's spiritual yes. hypocrisy. That's yeah. the problem of the Pharisees. And the, the problem with the Pharisees yeah. is uniformed mm. convictions. Wow. You know, the convictions that God yeah. placed on your life yesterday wow. as you're going through your devotions yeah. are not necessarily the same convictions he's placed upon my life. Yeah. Maybe I get there in two weeks. Maybe I get there in 20. Yeah. And this individualized team effort, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it's, it's very difficult because if I've given certain things up because of convictions that the Holy Spirit has shown to me through yeah. the word. Yeah. I need to be willing to share that with others and yeah. allow the Holy Spirit the same amount of time that He's worked on me. Patience, exactly. Patience. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't get rid of the high standards which God has, and I believe yeah. He has extremely Absolutely. high standards. Don't get Absolutely. me wrong. Yeah. But I also believe that He is working with us, and He's mm-hmm. working on our hearts. And those of you who have children and grandchildren, be I, patient. I, listen here. We work here, Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every day I see young people that are leaving by the droves because they hear the rules, but they don't see the love. They don't, they don't see the, they, well, I should say they see the hypocrisy, but they don't see the authentic. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, they yeah. don't see Jesus. They yeah. don't see Jesus in it. Yeah. Right. And Jesus is a relational, he is relational mm-hmm. and we need to be relational with these yeah. people that we're talking with. Yeah. If you ha- yeah. truly have a conviction to share with someone about jewelry or whatever else it might be, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guarantee if you tell them over a, over a bowl of soup at your house or over some ice cream at Dairy Queen, mm-hmm. they're going to listen far more. Okay. Maybe you're not, but you know what I'm talking <laughs> about here. They're far more apt to listen yeah. than a finger wagging in the, in the, in the, in the church lobby. Yeah, you know, I was at a, a, I think it was an elders meeting when I was pastoring years ago, and I remember some of the elders getting really worked up about, you know, some of uh, what was going on in the church, especially young people and stuff like that. And I, I said, you know, I don't want to hear you complaining until you know each of the names of the young people. <laughs> and I asked them, do you know their names? Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't know their, maybe one, but it was, it, it was, a, it, and I said, what we have to do is be relational and, and that's what Jesus was. He was yeah. relational. He was authentic. Um, that's what's happening here. Um, and, and when we don't, and we don't have that spiritually converted heart, then it, rather than dealing with our own hearts, the desire is to control others, to force them yes. to do the things that God's convicting in our own lives. And and that's that's the utter um, spiritual recklessness of, of, of hypocrisy. You know, Michael, tell us how to uproot all right. Restlessness. Okay. Tell, all right. Tell us how to getting do this. all worked up here. Bring, bring it home. Bring it home. <laughs> all right. John 14, uh, 1 through 6. Beautiful passage. Oh, I love it. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. 
believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Mm -hmm. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas turned, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how do we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through, through me. me. Um, and, and at the end of the day, the the source of all this restlessness, we've talked about ancient Israel, we've talked about the disciples, we've talked about the Pharisees here, you know, is Jesus Christ. There is no substitute for Christ in the Christian life. Yeah. And um, when we have Christ, it makes all the difference. Uh, let not your heart be troubled, you know, that, that invitation by Christ, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, we the we our hearts are yearning for, and nothing ultimately will satisfy until we have a converted heart, until we personally know Jesus Christ for ourselves. You, you know, Michael, I have to say this because I've been guilty of this as well. Mm -hmm. Which is sometimes when you get in the know-how, mm -hmm. you get into the Word, and you find a truth, and you're like, man, I'm holding Excited. on to this. Yeah, yeah. We oftentimes get in the danger of making ourselves synonymous with Jesus. Wow. We, we never are. We. We, we never will be. Yeah. Right? So we make Christ into our own image. Yes. Mercy. And it's dangerous. It is. Because then we start saying, I am the authority by which through God speaks through. Yeah. And we, mm -hmm. you know, we, the word, of course, trumps everything, right? But we, mm -hmm. the body, right? Mm -hmm. He speaks mm -hmm. to all of us. Yeah. That means my three-year-old, no, no, she's five now, sorry. <laughs> my five-year-old daughter in our devotional, that yeah. when she speaks up, her yeah. voice matters just as much as mine does wow. because the Holy Spirit is able to speak to her just yeah. as much as he speaks through me. Yeah. And she right? gave us a sense of humility and grace and maybe a willingness to listen. And 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 this is the key. Mm. I die daily. Yeah, that's surrender, right? I have to die. Yeah. I, 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 if I don't, then mm -hmm. I'm. I, mm -hmm. What 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 does Jesus say in Matthew twenty three? Yeah. Make them twice as much as right. Yeah. Oh mercy! Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we have to change. We have to die. Yeah, and and you know this this lesson on Thursday finishes off with an invitation from Jeremiah three twenty two. I will heal your backsliding, so come to me. Yeah, uh, that's just that invitation from Christ again. You may say, you know what, I'm I'm not there. Um, I, I I see maybe some areas, some growth areas. God's challenging me. I see where I need to become more like Christ in my life. And and if if, if you see that, that's a good thing. Yeah. Don't be discouraged. That's Don't. actually a very encouraging thing. <laughs> but then heed the invitation of Jesus to come to Him, um, and 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 that Jesus loves you. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, that's the invitation. Hopefully we all take it. I know we can say it to we're blue in the face. Uh, it still goes without saying. Joseph Kidder says it all the time. The yeah. average Christian prays less than three minutes a day. Yeah. Average pastor prays less than seven minutes a day. Wow. And it's I believe it's in that time of some some submitting and mm -hmm. kneeling in prayer yeah. that we actually recognize Jesus as Lord of our lives. Yeah, I love it. Ellen White in early writings, this beautiful passage Say here, it, says if pride and selfishness were laid aside, five minutes would remove most of most difficulties. Mm. So whether that's with a, a spouse or a child or a parent or maybe a coworker or uh, whoever the situation may be with, that uh, think of, of put our selfish ambitions aside Think of their needs, put them first before ourselves, and in an attitude of humility with a converted heart. I, I love that. If we if we just do that and say, you know what, hey, hey, Buster, 
know we haven't been kind of seeing eye to eye on things, but I want you to know I care about you and God's been convicting my heart. Imagine if we approached life like that with many of our problems, how soon so many of those challenges would just go away. All right, so I'm going to put the challenge out there this week. Yeah. And listeners, I, I want you to put this experience on Facebook. Uh, interact yeah. with our Facebook page. Please do. Uh, you don't have to say any names. Please don't say any names. But yeah. think of someone that you're having hardships with right now. Yeah. And with humility going up to them this week and saying, hey, I, I just want to apologize. I want to I want to wipe the slate clean. And I want to come to you with humility to build those bridges once again. And, and, and I want to hear it. How did that experience go go with you? And I, let's hear it. I'm, I'm thinking of someone right now that I need to do that with. Mm-hmm. And let's make it happen uh, make through it the happen. grace Keep and mercy of Jesus Christ. I know, I know, God, God can can bring the love and the joy back into our or in our to our churches, our individual churches, into our individual relationships that He that He wants for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Well, until then, uh, join us on social media. Let us know how it's going, and um, we're here to pray for you, support you, and uh, join us again next week. Until then, this is Sue and Swoops signing, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.